manifestation. All right. Which I do a lot of, mm-hmm. um, especially within the, like, the last two years, a lot more of. I used to do it a lot, but I don't think I, like, labeled it anything. I kind of, like, if I would have thought about, like, oh, that's what I'm doing, but I never really, like, I was like, I need to go manifest. It was just sort of, like, something I did, like, at night or in the morning. It's, like, internally that I did. Yeah. I feel like I have done that, too, but suddenly something happened, and all of a sudden Oprah made manifestation, like, the thing everyone does. Oh. With her vision boards and all of that kind of thing. It became a very pop culture fad, and that, um, The Secret, that book. It's about like what you put out you are attracting yes. and all of those things so it's it's technically about manifestation none of these people would call it that because that book is also rooted heavily in Christianity and religion oh um, and I know like Oprah is a religious type of person occasionally anyway um, or you know Oprah if you're listening I'm sorry I don't know how you identify but hmm. I'm gonna assume you're not listening right yeah I'm a sensation so manifestation, basically the law of attraction, what you feel you attract. Um, so also can also be called like affirmations. So you can do manifesting through affirmation. So repeating something, um, a chant, something positive. It could be a list of things. It could be one sentence. Um, some people will set different affirmations for the day. Some people will set an affirmation for that week um, and focus on that. Um, sometimes it's something generic and light and positive sometimes it's focused because they want to focus on something that week um so it just depends but some people manifest through affirmations um there's also um so i'm going to cover a bunch of methods basically because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff that fits into manifestation um if i can explain something how to do it more i will but sometimes it's just self-explanatory um so affirmations you're affirming something to yourself you can say it out loud you can say in your head some people will say it in their mirror in the morning, like while they're getting ready. So they'll say it physically to themselves. Um, so it's basically all internal. So you're doing these things to you and for you, essentially. Um, so is that like all you would use? Like, I don't know. Can you manifest something for someone else? You know what I mean? I mean, like maybe I don't. Or, no, I don't think so because it's you're you're honing in on a feeling um that feeling can also be described as a vibration okay um in most of these scenarios um and you're so you get in a mental state of really just like a a light meditation Mm -hmm. not really you don't have to focus super hard but just like thinking about what you want you're visualizing yourself there so you don't necessarily have to do like trance of any kind not at all Mm -mm. Just like, I want to do this thing, I'm visualizing myself with an extra car. Our family needs an extra car, I want an extra car, let me visualize us having an extra car and how great that would be for us to make our lives easier, whatever it is. So you're like visualizing yourself, when you get to that moment where you're like, oh, I'm doing the thing, I'm in the car, I'm driving the kids, I'm going to wherever, whatever you're using the car for. Once you have that feeling and you're like there, there's like a, there can be a feeling, and not an overwhelming feeling, but like, a feeling that might give you goosebumps, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like, that sort of feeling where you're like, oh, it like, kind of, like, excites you. Or a, some people say they feel like a certain, they can feel a vibration. Um, so honing in on how that vibration feels. And then with that, that's what they're thinking of. So when they're 
doing their affirmation in the morning, they're like calling back that vibration feeling or that feeling they have, like, ah, oh, that feeling felt like this. And they're calling, not necessarily have to refocus on visualizing anymore, but they're really focusing on what that visualization gave them, like the sense of peace or calm or the vibration it gave them. And then that's what they're visualizing or mm-hmm. feeling, making themselves feel later on throughout the week or the month or whatever until they receive the thing. So I don't think that you could do it for someone else because you can't, you could visualize how it would make you feel for that person to have a thing, but that isn't gonna. But this is again, it's back to like people still have free will and kind of thing. Correct. Like Got you're it. not, you're not that person. So like, I can't. I don't think I. I don't think it'd be possible to attract something to somewhere to someone else. I mean, unless you need that extra car to give to somebody, so you don't have to give them a ride or something. There you go. <laughs> right, right. You're like, okay, it's like <coughs> give me the car so I can then give the car. Like I could see that, but. Yeah, I don't think you can just because it's about you feeling and what you feel is what you attract. So, no, I don't I don't think you can. I think I need to do more of that. Like It's a fun looking time. In at it's myself. really light. It's light. It's not as heavy as like a deep meditation. It's not uh, it doesn't take a ton of focus. I don't feel like I can do I usually do it like at night before I go to bed like um so like I feel like I do my tarot opposite. So, I do my tarot before I go to sleep at night. Mm-hmm. Like a reflection on the day versus like a self-reflection to take on the day I'm okay tackling a day I need to like decompress my day at the end of the day so I can shut my brain off mm-hmm. um, I can shut my brain off but when I wake up it'll pick right back up so it doesn't oh, yeah. really do me good so if I can shut it off and I do manifestations during that same time so like what I want to focus on this week um, so like sun- Saturday nights or Sunday nights just depending on what night is free for me maybe Monday um, I'll like do like a, a, like a heavier minute like I'll just really like like planning yeah like, it's like making a list. Yeah, I'm focusing on my affirmations or my manifestations this week. I really want to focus on whatever. Um, I love making lists. Me too. I love making lists just so I can check things off of them. So, so I feel like that works. Making lists is a way to um, manifest. There's um, First, there's a two cups method. So you get two cups. One cup is full of water. Um, this water is the things you want to do. Mm-hmm. Your empty cup is where you want to put that which is into yourself basically mm-hmm. so like positivity all your affirmations this is going to be great you like really focus on this cup of water um the second one is like you kind of like accepting that or taking that on like yes i'm going to make sure this happens you pour it into the second cup you kind of hold that positive cup in in the pouring you can also visualize like what like what theoretically didn't make it into that cup mm-hmm. or whatever other water that you didn't choose to pour into your cup didn't get chosen is like the stuff you need to let go so like you can visualize kind of like letting go of those things and you're only pouring the positivity into this cup you can meditate with that cup sit with that cup whatever usually people do it in the morning and then they drink it okay so then they just kind of like okay all the things i thought of i concentrated really hard into this water i then consume the water okay so it's kind of like the same thing it's just another way of meditating meditating manifesting yeah. um doing something physical yeah so if you're bad at visualizing, it might be better to do it that way. I do the same thing when I'm teaching, like, I've taught voice lessons. Yeah, okay. You have to visualize the note yeah. before you sing it. Like, see it so you can Match do it. it. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Like, so people who read music probably would obviously understand what I'm saying yeah. when they say, like, visualize the note you're going to. Even, like, uh, visualizing it 
in relationship, not necessarily like on a sheet music or something like mm-hmm. that, but into wh- from where you are to where you're going. Okay. Like visualizing pitches and things like yes. that. Yes. I feel like that's why you always see like Mariah Carey waving her hand yeah. around or something yeah. like. I never thought about that. Like they're not just being dramatic or like trying to do a thing, but like they're like, okay, my voice needs to be here, my yeah. voice needs to be here, and that's how they see it. That's cool. Um, you Visualizing can, is everything. I know. I know. Um, you can also anchor yourself throughout your day. Um, so that could look like, have you ever forgot something? I don't know. I was going to call you, for mm-hmm. instance. If I forgot I was going to call you, and I'm like, why did I pick up my phone? And I can't think of why I pick up my phone to call you. But then two hours later, I go back to doing laundry, and I open the dryer. And right at that moment, I remember when I opened the dryer the first time, I was going to call you, so I picked up my phone and forgot. The next time I go to my dryer, I like instantly remember the thing okay. because you went back to the action you were doing that reminded you of the thing. Kind of like when you're talking, you're like, "How did I get here?" Because we were talking about this, then we went to that. Oh yeah, I was in the middle of I telling do that you. So bad. So it's kind of like that. So anchoring is like purposely doing that. So, um, so an example is like um, money or water. So anchoring your your visualization of money flowing to you anytime you come across water. So when you're washing your hands, that's all you're thinking about. It's like money's coming to you, you're receiving said money, money, whatever. So you're kind of anchoring your parts of your day. So it could be things you normally do, like washing your hands, doing the dishes, laundry, looking at water, doesn't matter. To that, in that day or that week, that means a flow of money to you. So that's, you're kind of anchoring those thoughts. You never... It's hard for you to forget your manifestation throughout the week because you're anchoring the thoughts to an action you're doing. Right. So every time you do the action, your brain automatically, like, remembers. That's cool. Kind of like people, like, tie a string around their finger, whatever it is, and they're like... So oftentimes, um, a lot in adults and, like, uh, young adults, when, mm-hmm. when they're treating things like ADHD and yeah. things, they'll tell you to do that, like, anchor yourself. So, like, say I want to clean the bathroom today and mm-hmm. that's like my only thing but I start cleaning the sink and then I walk away and start doing something else always come back to the sink right like always It'll come back, back to that anchor like so you can mm-hmm. come back to what you were doing mm-hmm. and I'm trying to do that I'm trying to be more mindful of those things yeah. but I feel like that's like a very like everyday thing of manifestation yes. that they're yeah. teaching they're just not calling it that. right right oh, that's smart I like that um, some people will visualize themselves Every time they pass through a door, new opportunities are coming their way. Oh. So then as they're walking around, they pass through the door. It's kind of like a, you're subconsciously training yourself to have a visual um, um, cue. Okay. Like you're or a mental cue of something because you're doing something. So you're like training your brain to have a mental cue. Every time you do this thing, every time I touch the thermostat, I'm thinking of warmth. And that warmth reminds me of this, which makes like every time. So it's kind of... Yeah, you're just anchoring self. So you can't forget your, you're actively manifesting throughout your day. So You're putting energy into it. Yeah. So you, yeah. So you're doing anything. So you're setting um, a mental anchor to something in order to keep manifesting throughout your day or your week or whatever. Um, you can take a meditation. You can meditate or take a bath. Um, that's where I learned about, that's when I started calling them spirit baths. Like <laughs> yes, spirit baths. Spirit bath. Read um, the spirit bath. So... If you really visualize, like, as the water flows into your tub or whatever, you're visualizing, like, positivity coming, positivity coming. Um, there's a... I'll skip to showers because it was that was really cool as well. Oh, and oh, I... Oh, no, I missed it. I, I think remember. that, um... 
stuff like uh, Stranger Things. You see Elle in the deprivation, yeah. the sensory deprivation yeah. thing. I've always wanted to do that, but I'm also like a little bit terrified. Because I they like lock you in a tank, right? Right. But I feel like that would they be wouldn't lock you in such that way. A, yeah. A, yeah. Well, there's some in Indy. I mean, when I was very young and I tanned, I the first time I ever got in a tanning bed, I thought for sure it was going to be a coffin. Like, I thought I was going to feel that way. Someone else is like that, too. They don't like tanning because they think they're going to get, like, crushed. Like, they're stuck in there. Yeah, I don't feel Even that. Though, now like, I, like, fall asleep. But, well, I don't realize how big go tanning. You realize hole in yeah. too, where you're like, okay. Um, yeah, they have, um, like, uh, sensory deprivation tubs in Indianapolis. We should go try. They're, like, little egg pods, and you get in them. But you have control over, like light and sound even so you can make it dark and quiet or you can make it like an ambient noise and also have it a tiny bit light in there like but they also like they make it super salty so your body is like more buoyant Buoyant. um you're not like weighed down so i think i want to try it a lot i would love to try it but i feel like that's the kind of thing i need to do to get back in that deep trance state if i'm trying to do that but i feel like it would be a great way to meditate too like yes just floating. Yeah. I like going in the pool. The yeah. same thing. I'm just like, I can't really hear anything, which is nice. Um, and you can hear, like, the of, like, under the water, which I find really relaxing. Um, so you can take, like, meditation baths or showers. Okay. So you really visualize, like, the water either hitting you in the shower or filling up your tub with, like, positive things you want to come to you. So you're getting ready to bathe in all of this, whatever you want to happen to you or for you. Um, and then as you... Uh, so if you take a bath, you can visualize that as you're, if you're washing in the bathtub or doing that, you can kind of think about that where you're kind of like covering yourself. He's having, he's, he's having, having a meltdown. Yeah. He can't see himself in the camera. Oh no. It's a producer crisis. Yeah. <laughs> this is not about you. Dude. That's enough. Thanks. Um, so you can visualize all the things and like you're kind of like using the water to like, you're soaking in the things. And then when you drain the bathtub, it's all of the shit you washed off of you that's going to prevent you. It's the negative thoughts. It's the things that are, like, mentally blocking you that are washing down the bathtub. Um, and so some people will even, like, watch their water drain out. Even if they're drying or taking their – washing their hair or whatever, they'll kind of, like, watch all that water drain out because it's taking all the bad away. And you've like soaked this. up the new energy. Um, and so – but showers are different, too, because some people will – um, visualize like each time they wash a different part of their body is like what they're focusing on so some people like wash their hair and they're kind of like initially getting away they're, they're um, cleaning their head mm-hmm. and then they like wash their arms and they're thinking about what they can do to like serve other people and then they like wash if they wash their chest I mean you can really make this up as you go you can be like this means this to you if they like wash their chest area or like their torso they're kind of thinking about like if they've had any like bad thoughts or brought negativity to other people like forgiving yourself for that and like moving on and doing better and then you get to your legs and, like you know where can you take yourself new opportunities so, like as they're you're kind of like meditating through a shower sort of like that's that that's cool and like um manifesting that way so you're kind of like each again each part of your body is like an anchor point so when you wash your head you think about this when you wash your arm you think about this when you wash your chest you think about this so it's kind of like it walks you through meditation just using your body Mm-hmm. And you're kind of like anchoring a thought process to each. You're kind of like <coughs> each part of your body means a different thing to you. Um, people will speak um, like love, light, positivity, um, affirmations into their water before they drink their water every day. Um, so it can be like at breakfast and like to yourself in your head, whatever. Like as you're holding your glass, you're thinking these things, and then you take a drink of the thing. Like you're just basically speaking all these things into water, consuming water 
and it, it, I mean, it's it's believing. So all the things I talked about, like if you don't believe it, it's not you're not manifesting. It's not going to be good for you. And I'm sure that there are lots of things that people do that are manifesting. You just don't realize. Exactly. It. I guarantee I've read something. You're like, I've done that, or I do that. Yeah. And I like manifesting because you don't. It doesn't require trust of a different person. It only requires trust of you. Like. Right. And honestly, with manifesting, like, what do you have to lose? Mm-hmm. Like, I can't you, tell you enough, like, the... I guess you could lose energy if you're doing something <coughs> and you don't believe in it. It's, it's going to be a waste of time, I'll tell you right now, but... But the benefits of that, of, mm-hmm. of being able to meditate, of being able to manifest, of taking care of you yeah. and being mindful of what you're doing, it will help you in all of the things that you're doing yeah. with your witchcraft, first of all, because... Yeah you'll come into more like a, a centeredness mm-hmm. of with yourself yeah and in turn be in center with other things like yes. working on yourself cannot be overlooked no and i think um even if you're someone who <laughs> might be listening to this podcast is not into witchcraft um d- manifest yeah like it can only like i said oprah thinks she invented it that's hilarious everyone can do it if oprah can um so there's vision boards as you mentioned, um, so creating basically a visual representation of your manifestation vibes, feelings, physical objects, um, anything that reminds you of a thing that you're trying to achieve. Um, so if you're not a mental um, visual person, like you can't visualize yourself, vision boards might be for you. Um, also, if you need to see something every day, um, excuse me, people might leave like sticky notes or things on their be- like bedroom bathroom mirror. Sorry. So when they wake up and get ready in the morning, it's there. Like, they have to look at it. They're reading it. They're looking at pictures, whatever. So kind of like when people, I don't know, like if people are on a diet and they hang up healthy food, like really good-looking healthy food, and you're like, yes, I do like healthy food. I just need to visualize what healthy food looks like. Right. Or if you're like, you know, or it could be like, I guess, negative reinforcement. Like if you're losing weight and you're constantly staring at an old picture of you and you're like, yes, look how different I look already from that picture. Like... So it's like it's. I think it's. It helps a lot of people who aren't visual thinkers. Mm-hmm. They have to physically see something. They can't visually in their mind see it. Um, journaling. So consistent writing each day is the key to the journaling of the manifestation. It can't just be like when you feel like picking it up because that will just be like super high or super low times. It won't be just like. I struggle with that all the time. It won't be a consistent. Um, forced stream of consciousness of, or something. Yeah, yeah, it'll just be like when you're high emotion. And you should be able to journal whenever. Even if you're high, don't not journal because you're high emotion, but like you should journal all through it. It'll help you like get an even sense of like what you're trying to manifest and like how to read yourself because you've, you're reading, if you look back, you're reading your highs, you're reading your lows, you're reading your neutral days, you know. Yeah. Um, sharing gratitude in your journal is really important. So like not just thinking ahead because then you're not you're not giving any thought or thankfulness to what you've manifested and has come to pass. You're like, well, I worked really hard for that. It took me two weeks. I got it. But, like, you constantly need to be writing down, like, what you're thankful for that that also brought to you. There's another thing that I kind of do that I feel like falls into this. And mm-hmm. it's it's not journaling. It is, but it's not. So, mm-hmm. like, I do keep a journal. Um, I'm bad about only writing in the highs or the lows. Right, like right. That. Like, you need to get something out. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Um, I need to do better about that, mm-hmm. first of all. But I have another... I'm talking another... specifically for manifesting. Like, obviously, journal whenever you want to. Yeah. But, yeah. I have another that is, like, a journal that I keep that is just... 
and and I be multiple at this point, so I have volumes. But mm-hmm. um, I just if I find a quote I like, or okay. if it's like inspirational, yep. like any of this, I yep. write that down. Yep. And like I just write the quote. Nothing else goes in there. It's just right. quotes and who they're by, like mm-hmm. things like yeah, that. That's cool. I uh, um, I really wanted a day, a day in the life journal. I don't know what to call it, but it's a journal that's like five years long. Oh okay. Yeah. But like every October first, I will write down what I did that day or what I was thinking for. Really, whatever I want. It's like two lines. It's mm-hmm. like one or two lines a day. That's all you get. So you get to write down whatever you want. But then next October first, I'm like, oh my gosh, on this day last year, two years ago, I was doing this. Mm-hmm. So I always wanted one. I could finally got one for Christmas. I'm really excited about it. But. I thought that was cool because I don't feel pressure to write a lot. I can't. I feel more pressure to be like, how do I make this eight words long? You know right. what I mean? Like, I just think it's I need so to cool. fit on my two lines. Yeah. Um, and when you're journaling, just be specific about what you want and what feeling um, you'll have with having that thing. Um, so it's not manifesting. It's not like, oh, my God, I want a new car. Manifesting is like, what feeling is that new car going to give me? And I, I'm focusing on that. So, like, in that theory, maybe, like, your independence or, yeah. like, your freedom mm-hmm. to, like, travel, or things like, like that. you know, you're not stressed because your old car is a piece of shit. So, you're really manifesting a new car because, like, that's giving you so much anxiety and stress. And, you know, you're like, I, I know any what day it's going to break like down What would it be like without that yeah. stress in like one Like, driving day. without being like, what was that noise? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? And so, it's really just focus on the feeling. The object you're going to have in your head, too, but you're focusing on the feeling. That's what you're manifesting. Also, this goes along again with yeah. church, uh, like that hive mind thing, people mm-hmm. concentrating on one certain thing mm-hmm. to make a thing happen. That is um, something that's demonstrated. Yeah. I don't know if I'd call it scientifically proven, right. but it's definitely demonstrated. Yes. And having energy focus, like that many people focus yes. on one thing, like it's like a laser beam. Yep. It makes things happen. Yep. It's kind of like when you buy a car and then all of a sudden you see all of your car everywhere. Yeah. You're like, there's no way I didn't also see Kia Optimas before I bought Kia Optima. Right. But now I see them all the fucking but time. But now I see them all the time and I always think they're you. It's yeah. always the same color and it's never you. <laughs> Ever. Every time I wave at someone, I'm like, they don't know me. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I did. I, so I came across crystals in manifestation. I didn't expect that. Um, so people will use crystals. Um no, we're not editing. Okay. Um, people will use crap. Do whatever you want. Uh, use crystals um, by laying and char- laying their chart, laying the crystals around to charge them um, together to enhance manifestation. So um, if you're using like tarot cards or you're journaling at the end of the day, mm-hmm. there's like certain crystals depending on like what I'm doing or thinking about that I'll grab because I'm like I need these. I'm lacking this, like, I, yes. I'm having a hard time, or these are going to help me, like, really focus on, like, courage, and this is going to help me focus on, like, you know, subconscious strength. And, and that's gonna... very much the same thing, what you're talking about, the manifestation with it, is what I mean when I talk, when I was talking about um, meditating on, like, a certain yeah. card to feel its energy or yes. something, mm-hmm. um, it's that, mm-hmm. so you should be drawn to your deck or whatever, like, if you're going to do this you draw one card in one day or you open them up and you like decide which one is calling you right how we pick mm-hmm. crystals mm-hmm. i know that we can go spend hours in places with crystals yes. and things like that and like i have to touch the ones i want like it, yes yes it tells me yeah um so it happens with yeah. all of these divination, yeah. divination tools so really i mean if you need them you can use it with whatever manifestation you can use crystals in intrigue 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 nope 
integrate integrated mm -hmm. into whatever you're doing <laughs> i want to integrate everything i want to um, integrate i don't know what that means but <laughs> sounds fun um drinking moon water charger crystals also like okay. if that if you need i think i've never done like a consumption of any kind manifesting like that don't go hand in hand to me they sound really cool yeah but if you feel the need to literally like physically eat the thing to like it's inside of you like if that makes sense like I just think that's so fucking cool. Yeah. And then you can do it with anything. You can do it with food. You can do it with, like, moon water. You can do it with anything, to be honest. Also, again, disclaimer to the last episode. Be careful. Don't put just any crystal in water. Oh, yeah, please don't. Because that might not work for Make you sure. or your crystal and very well. when people charge their moon water, they're putting their moon water in a jar on maybe a, a plate or some kind or a dish or your whatever you're using you know what i'm talking about mm -hmm. and then your crystals are typically around yeah that jar. not in you do not yes you don't need to put okay Hopefully, just be careful just yeah be careful with your crystals we don't want your crystals to break or disintegrate or you to swallow a piece of crystal. or just be very sad crystals we don't want sad crystals oh no, they cost a lot of money and like they're special <laughs> like please don't ruin your crystals um there is the three six nine method um, this method, you create your affirmation of what you want to happen. You will write it down three times in the morning, six times at noon, and nine times before you go to bed. Uh, and visualizing this happening within the next 30 days. You said 369, and my brain shorted out and started singing Little John for a yeah, while. Yeah, and, and Ying Yang Twins. Yes. 369, yeah. <laughs> I, I had to read this so many times because like, I just kept singing it in my head. It's fine. We're like... Trap music, which is like it's fine. Yeah, it's yep everything. Uh, talking my husband about, talking tells about me, anchors because like it won't leave my head. <laughs> my my husband tells me I'm the Missy Elliott of Michelle Branches. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. I kind of like it. I that's like great. this vibe I'm I curating. Like that. I like that. <laughs> you got your own vibe. Um, so the numbers are, do have like a specific meaning. So three is your connection to the universe. Mm -hmm. Six represents your inner strength. And nine helps release the past. Cool. So kind of like in the morning, you're connecting. At lunchtime, you're, you know, um, pulling at your inner strength in the middle of the day. And at nine, you're releasing everything. You're releasing the past. So, it, you know, three, six, nine. So three, you're writing it down three times in the morning, six times at noon, nine times before you go to bed. I like that. I think it's really cool. And you're seeing the Yingling twins and little guy in your head. You yes, I am. <laughs> um, I'm never going to forget that now. My last two methods. Um, one, I know nothing about. Ish. And one, I do all the time. So my first one, I don't know anything about. I know about it, but I've never done it, nor have experience with it. Or grab a boy codes. What? Have you heard of grab a boy codes? No, I don't think so. They could be a whole episode on their own. Okay. And they're, um, they've are taken over TikTok, which is interesting. Um, so grab I know what I'll be doing all night. Or it's, it's literally spelled how it sounds. Grab o voy v o i okay. grab o voy codes. They're essentially cheat codes for the universe. So anything and everything has a sequence of numbers assigned to it, and those sequence of numbers create a frequency at the vibration and energetic level to positively affect situations and structures that are part of our lives. So I feel like this goes way back to a, your numerology. There are lists. <sighs> There's like a grab a boy code for like, I want it to rain. 
There's a gravel boy code for like, I need money. There's a gravel boy code for, I need to be more aggressive at work. Like there is literally like a sequence of numbers. And so if you look up, I don't know, I feel like you could do like gravel boy cheat code for and like insert whatever here, it would give you a number. Um, they're assigned, people aren't making them up, kind of like numerology, like it seems very um, arbitrary, but if you look up a number and why it is, it'll like literally spell out why that number is assigned for that thing you're looking for. Um, and it kind of looked like you can use it in the three, six, nine method a little bit, I think so. So people literally write that. So some people will write their, their grab a boy code or codes on like a piece of paper and wad it up and put it under the pillow while they sleep. Some people will like carry it with them all day. Some people will memorize it and they'll just write it constantly for like a week or two or however long it takes you to manifest the thing you're manifesting. Um, they're interesting. Sometimes they'll do grab a boy codes mixed with the frequency. So you can literally on YouTube like grab a boy code 631752. And it will literally give you the hertz, like a frequency that you should be listening to while visualizing that number. So people are writing it, they're visualizing that number in their head. I've never heard of this, but now I want to like explore I it. I learned about them like maybe two months ago and I just happened to stumble probably on Witch Talk or something like it came across my TikTok. And I was like, what? I'm like, grab a, grab a what? What is this? And then I was like, I looked it up and there's like Pinterest pages. And I'm like, holy shit. This is like a whole, there's like YouTube accounts that are literally just dedicated to frequencies to listen to. That's like the vibration you're wow. looking for, for blah, blah, blah. Okay. They're, it's very interesting. <clears throat> it's a deep rabbit hole. Not necessarily information, but just like, whoa. So I started to do it a little bit where I'm like, so I've looked up like um, frequency four, and I'll look at like um, like dreaming. Okay. So when I go to sleep, I'll listen to that frequency, and it's like it's easy to listen to. It's not like a high pitched. It's not a ringing sound. It's usually like um, like a I guess um, like a sound bath. If you've ever seen okay. someone like a sound bath could not include water, by the way, but it's like the bowls. Yeah. Like the yeah with the thing. And it's like creating a certain frequency because the the bulls. That's so it, how like sound therapy works. It reminds like you that. of that, like that. It's very calming, regardless of the frequency or the gigahertz you should be listening. Like it's, you can fall asleep to it easily if you if that's. So what this you're is another for. like deprivation type mm-hmm. situation. Um, it's like another with sense. The I'm a part of a ghost hunter group, mm-hmm. um, and oftentimes they will do the Gainesfield experiment and. Um, you'll listen to white noise and uh, noise-canceling headphones, and you're blindfolded and you're like sitting in a chair um, to to heighten your other sentence, yeah. Yeah. senses to to do all of mm-hmm. it. I feel like that's kind of what they're yeah, going for. Yeah, it's like um, I feel like it'd be easy to meditate doing that, and you're almost like hyper meditating. Yeah, because you're blocking out. And your, this is a way you would get into trance meditation. Yes. Like, I feel like your ears would be occupied so you can more focus on your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And you can do you can do that anyway. You can listen to white noise and do that. But this way is also, like, I'm hyper-focusing on, like, I know we keep using the car thing, but it's easy. I'm hyper-focusing on getting a new reliable car. And I'm listening to, and I'm repeating the, my grab avoid code in my head. Mm-hmm. While I'm doing that, I'm listening to the gigahertz. You're almost, like, all the senses you could possibly use with, like, focusing on it all one manifesting, thing. you're doing it. It's very cool. Like, if you want to do or explore grab-a-boy codes, you could explore them and not ignore any other type of um, 
manifestation. You can you just add it to manifestation. I think it's so interesting how many of these things come back to numbers, numbers, and numerology and frequency and mm-hmm. and just energy mm-hmm. to get a like. This is all things that can be measured. Yes. Yeah. But That's they still cool. can't measure it. Right. Right. Like frequency and numbers, and like numbers all have a vibration assigned to them. Like, I mean, without me convincing you, they just do. Like a, like a chord. Like G mm-hmm. is a is a sound. Do you know what I mean? Like right. Obviously. This is why they always the everyone hears like the. It, Oh, you're a musician. You should be good at math. Well, I've got news. I'm a musician, and I was terrible at math. Right. Yeah. Math is not my friend. I'm not good at it. Um, but I have a high aptitude for music. It did not help me with my math. Yeah. It is mathematical by nature. Fascinating. But like, it didn't teach me how to do trig. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think I could. I would always. I was always good at memorizing like numbers to make a process easy. So when it came to like metal work or like casting. Or even like pottery or like working with wood like there's numbers in my head for like making something more simple it doesn't mean I'm good at math I think I'm good it, at using math to make my life easier but I'm not good at making my passion doesn't help me with math 100% of these divinations mm-hmm. their math frequency all this it all comes back to energy yes and it all comes back to that and I that's kind of how I like to define spirits yeah ghosts if you will it's just energy it's not what it's energy energy is never destroyed and i feel like it's energy that hasn't been reused yet right so like people are like it's residual i'm like yes you can create energy but you can't destroy energy right right so i feel like a lot of people are having experiences that are the same things like scientific people are like oh the magnetic field of this and that it doesn't mean it's not a ghost. It means they can see the magnetic field has changed. Right, yeah. They might not believe in spirits, ghosts, what's poltergeists, like what's affecting field. that. Yeah. But I very much feel like it's all intertwined. Agreed. And I feel like, you know, like when you have, um, we still want to get past life regressions done. Mm-hmm. But like Definitely. When people do those, like, you know, those I felt, was it last night? Was I telling you? I was watching past life regression stuff last mm-hmm. night laying in bed. Um, they, like, you know, they were talking and I mean, obviously. To me, it's like common sense, but they, you know, they're like, we'll do pa-, like every, like, there was one, she's like, I've done, she's like a little over a thousand past life regressions, like different people. Um, and she's like, there's only been two people where I'm like, you, you're new, like, there's nothing here. And they, like, almost all of them that said that they've experienced that, they're like, oh, we'll give you your money back. Like, we can't, obviously, there's nothing for us to give you. Like, you don't need to pay us. That's yeah. silly. You don't have But it makes life. perfect sense that that would happen. She's like, but, like, populations grow. So, like, with populations growing, you have to have new souls. Like, a, a soul can't be used twice. Or, you know, energy. However you want to say that mm-hmm. thing. Can't be used. You know, it's not being used twice. This energy is going here. I think people there, get really uptight about terminology. Yeah. Like, what we call what we're doing yeah. witchcraft yeah. or... or ghost hunting or like any of those things occult some people are like oh i'm a scientist like it's all measuring the same thing we're all looking for a way to define it and And i obviously wouldn't i don't like using the word soul that's why i changed it yeah it is what however you use i guess ghost is derogatory now too um spirit is the the term people are going with but i i energy because i think that's what it all is anyway i think everyone has a different definition for the same phenomenon Mm mm-hmm um, so my last part of 
manifestation is something I do all the time, which are sigils. Okay. Um, so it usually, so sigils start with an affirmation. Sigils. So I've done this before. I do this all the time. Um, when I... Sorry, apparently I was very thirsty at that exact second. Um, so I mentioned like the beginning of my week or to wind out the end of my day, I'll do like, I usually like to set affirmations for like the week or manifestation for the week and I'll use sigils to do that. Um, so kind of like, it reminds me of like grab a white codes where you'll want to write it a lot in places or like write your sigil down, like put it in your pillow or put in your shoe or carry it in your pocket all week or whatever. Um, some people will also like, write sigils like on a candle okay and as that candle burn, like on the side they'll carve it into the side and let it burn um so it can really do anything for you you can use it in spell work sigils you can um now i've seen um people using like uh sharpened i want to say they're like nails or railroad ties or something but they sharpen them mm -hmm. to do that onto yes. candles with i've yeah i've read about that so but there's I don't like know. um so side note not really the sigils i don't think um there's the witch's nails which is nails I, I feel like maybe yes i read about this and people so sometimes people will find them in like really old houses that they're doing work on like tearing up an old floor they'll find like it's a very specific nail um it, it looks like it's probably like two and a half to three inches long and like our super flat head um, but like a little wider and they look very like hand forged. They're not nails you're gonna go find in Lowe's or Home Depot. Like they're, um, they're definitely nails from a time period when people were forging nails to mm -hmm. build things. Um, and they'll be like nailed into a floorboard at a certain place or like in the middle of the floor or at a certain entryway or something like that. So sometimes people will like be renovating and find one. I'm like, that's really cool. See, so I didn't know that. that. I didn't know people would like find this like, type of nail thing. Or like it had been left or one of those right. things. I found a place that was like selling them and you could get them like needlepoint sharp or not sharp. See, I want to find like, so there's, I know there's antique stores that will sell those nails that are like hand forged nails. I don't, mm -hmm. I doubt that antique stores are going to call them like witches nails or whatever, but mm -hmm. they'll sell those um, particular nails. Like, I don't know, for a couple of dollars or so a piece, like I would like, I would love to find them. So if we find them anywhere, well, we should, we should grab some. Actually, I'm, I was thinking that here in Muncie, we have a big maker community, yeah. Maker Force. Um, my friend, uh, who has this forge now yes. over in Najak, drinking their forge. You can find him on Instagram. He's yes. an artist. He does steel work, all the things. Um, but I bet he could make us some. I bet he would. That'd be awesome. Because it might, I, I mean, I'm gonna guess because it's very small, it wouldn't take as long as something that was like, eh, but like getting it sharp or yeah. pointier might take easy. a little longer. No, that'd be but easy. We, he could give them to us sort of sharp, and we could sharpen them. Yeah, yeah, it would it would be easy. We could sit around drink beer and do that. Um, that's really cool. I like that. I didn't we should do that. Doing it because well, then that? it'll be like made for us too. What is that? That's really cool. What's the, remember that thing on Etsy I found? It was like it was like a witch's dagger. I feel like it has another name, but that's what I want to call it. Yeah. And I wanted to purchase that one from that one artist. That there definitely cool. is another name for it because it's used in like ceremonial magic yeah. often and stuff. Not necessarily for like, you know, getting stabby Correct. or anything. Yeah, like this one I wanted was made of resin. Obviously you could stab somebody with it, but like that's clearly not the intent and purpose. It's right. all very quickly trying to do anything sort of like rough with it. Um, it was very Have ceremonial. you seen mine? I don't think so. It's very um, 
old. Uh, somebody gave it to me, which is the only reason why I have it. Okay. And it's nearby. All right. And the liquor cabinet, even better. Oh, that one's way longer than the one I was looking at. So originally, it was it was gifted to me um, okay. for these things and everything. But I, we were also, uh, I'm gonna say, it, I was a big nerd, still a big nerd, and LARP. I yep. play D and D. I do all yep. the things. Um, so it was originally given to me as a part of my like, I don't know, christening. I don't have a better word for it. Into uh, something called Adria, which is like uh, SCA. Oh, okay. Um, so it's like a, a reenactment group of sorts, um, but that's how I got my first one. Huh. All the ones I found are not, you know, they're the if the handle is this built, let's say the blade would be like maybe equal, mm -hmm. and they're like fatter and um, flatter. Yeah, it's kind of go to a point. Um, that's really cool. Um, I believe this this one might be illegal in a lot of states because first of all, uh, in this state, it's longer than seven inches from tip to hilt. So this is technically like a deadly weapon. They could be like, oh my god, you're going to murder somebody right. with this. I like, mean, a sharpened spoon in prison is a deadly weapon, so... Right. Back in the day, though, that's what this part was for. The indention, because blood would run it Because I wondered, there. yeah. So. Um, yeah, so sigils, which are basically symbols used in magic. Mm -hmm. um, they're usually a symbol that represents like a deity. Um, so there are sigils that are already created. I'm going to talk about sigils that you're making, particularly for each manifestation that you're okay. doing. Um, but there are sigils that are already uh, sort of like an alphabet of deities. So there's certain sigils that mean different people or represent different people. I've definitely seen those more commonly like in like the runes. wild from things like Norwegian, ruins, things like that, and right. things that are Egyptian. Yes, yes. Um, so they're sometimes also called deity signatures. Mm -hmm. It's really just like a... Sh a small, you know, um, it's not a picture, it's not a drawing, it's just... It's, a, it's like a seal. It's a seal, there you go. Like, it's a made-up symbol, basically, mm -hmm. um, that they are um, assigned. Um, more common now, people create sigils from uh, their intentions. So, to create a sigil, it's really easy, it's really fun, I like it a lot. Um, so, you state your intention, so you're, you know, you start clear and... Um, your thoughts are concise, they're very clear, um, you're in the present. So you're really thinking about right now, what am I doing, what am I wanting to manifest, or affirmation I'm trying to create. So I'll usually write my affirmation out in like um, a sentence. Um, so, and that sentence needs to be clear, concise, and present tense as well. So your brain is clear, concise, present tense, what you're writing is also in that fashion. So you, so for instance, I wrote some examples. I have my dream job. You would not write, I will find my dream job. I have my dream job because you're manifesting the feeling of having the thing you're manifesting. So it's, it's right Correct. now. Yeah. I have my dream job. You're focusing on that feeling, whatever, or this house is protected. So if you're doing like a spell and it's a protection spell, this house is protected. Not protect this house. Mm -hmm. You're not calling, you're not telling it to do something. You're literally visualizing that it's already done. Okay. So that's, so the same with anything in manifestation, like you're focusing on the feeling of already having the thing already doing the thing or already being the thing um so you write the intention down in present tense and very clear as short as you could possibly make it mm -hmm. within making sense um and it's the present tense 
Um, you're going to cross out all your vowels in that sentence. So you're physically writing this down. Cross all your vowels. Form the remaining letters into your sigil. So based on, um, you can, usually people will like write a chart like um, zero through nine, let's say, mm -hmm. across the top. So one, like zero through nine. And then under those would be like A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H. So you'll kind of write it in that and like assign, you'll assign every letter to a number. Okay. Basically. Um, and so you'll get your weird word now because there's no vowels. And every time there's a repeating letter, you're going to get rid of all repeating letters. So okay. if there's two M's, you're going to have one M at the end. You, it doesn't matter what M you're crossing out, just get rid of one of the M's. So you'll have no vowels, one letter, or one letter a piece. You can't have repeating letters. Um, consonants, you can't have repeating consonants. Um, so then you have your chart. So you go and you can circle them or just like, okay, I have one, I have a three, I have a five, or whatever. Um, but from that, um, you're going to draw them in a circle or a box. You're going to draw them in an area. Mm -hmm. They don't have to be in any particular order. I like to just mix up my things. I'll be like, zero, one, two, seven, five. Like, I can write them anywhere. Right. Depending on what I have. Um, and then from that, you're going to take your um, pen in order. So if you started with zero, and then you got a two next, and then you got a three, and then you got a five, and then you got Oh, a... okay. So in your circle, so if I had, you know, all of them written down. Can I write on this? Yeah, you can write on it. Yeah, that um, this makes more sense. Um, so you have your, you know, your zero through nine, and then your A, B, C, D, whatever. So from that, I had an A, I had an R, I had an S, I had an N, whatever. And those are like a one, a zero, a seven, whatever. So in my sigil, I'm gonna write one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine that way. Okay. And then I know I have a, a one, and then I had a two, and then I had a six, and then I had a four. Then I had a five, and then I had a six again, then I had a four, then I had a seven. Okay. So this is my weird sigil. You just drew a okay? sigil. Perfect. You just drew a sigil. We can do that. Okay. Weekly. Yep. Not okay, weekly. Okay, so your sigils can be used um, really for anything um, that you want. So I use them for manifestations. My affirmation really can represent whatever. I use them for affirmations or manifestations like once a week, so I'll draw one for my week, carry it with me, really whatever I'm feeling. Do I want to put it on my pillow that week? Do I feel like my cat's not going to eat it? <laughs> Do I want to put it in my shoe? Do, Do you I want wanna... your cat to eat it? Right, yeah. Like... <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just, you know, whatever. Um, so it's kind of like whatever I want to do with it that week. Um, some people use sigils in um, spells, like I mentioned. Um, so those are kind of like short-lived sigils because they kind of like are done when your spell is done, your incantation's done, versus us using them for manifestations. I'll probably use them for a week or more. Have I achieved the thing yet? Do I need to refocus? Um, um, so that really, I mean, sigils are fun. Look up it really, and there's no really wrong way to create a sigil because that, to you, that represents your affirmation. I was gonna like. I'm glad that you went through that because yeah. I did not know you could kind of make your own. I didn't know if yeah. like you had to like draw an artist render it. Like I didn't know how right, that worked. Yeah. Anything like that. Yeah, they're very easy. Um, uh, and but I have seen all of like the Egyptian yes. pantheon. Like, like this means their, this, this yeah. means this. Yeah, and I think that's really cool too. Um, so those are kind of like set, but these are just like creating your own. And these mean like these are a feeling or a phrase or whatever you know. And those are typically like this means. Dionysus, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're something just to bring you back. Yes. Like, those um, others, like things that are, are the deities. Yeah. I think a lot of times they're used in incantation type things and in invoking different mm -hmm. uh, spirits or mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I think manifestations. There's a couple of things to just 
remember I think that are important for people like one if you don't remember to do it every day that's cool like there's been weeks where I'm like I've done it once a week and it was on Sunday night because I'm like it's Sunday night I get to do a new affirmation and I'll remember the affirmation throughout the week but I'm not really doing I feel like I could have been more active mm-hmm. don't beat yourself up it's literally okay um, the other thing to remember is that like if your manifestation or affirmation isn't like coming true or it's not coming into fruition as fast like maybe you need to rephrase it maybe you need to refocus and like re um get into that frequency or that feeling so maybe you need to start back at the beginning like re soft meditate re get yourself back into that visualization of like i have the thing this is how i feel with the thing this is how my life feels now and maybe you need to re refocus or reground yourself on that will help you kind of like redo whatever so all these manifestations you can use you can pick one of them and do that you can pick three of like you can do i do a lot of affirmations sigils um and there's one other one i like um like baths are really nice like i like baths a lot mm-hmm. i never really like visualize them as like bringing it in and the spirit out the bath. Bad. yeah mm-hmm. and i think i might start that more when i take them but I definitely need to. Usually I get in there because it's out of, like, necessity. I'm usually like, oh, my God, I'm uh, everything hurts. Right. I just need to lay like here warm. and yeah. marinate mm-hmm. for a while. Um, yeah. But, like, as always, uh, be clear with your intent. Yeah. Practice safely. Um, and do like it your way. Like, yeah. Most of the clean your shit. Yes. Clean your shit. Most of these divinations are anyone can do them. I know there's obviously a couple, like, I'm never going to be clairvoyant because I'm not clairvoyant. Like, I've I've accepted that. I think I struggled with it a lot when I was 10 because I really wanted to be clairvoyant. (laughs) I am not, okay? It's fine. Um, So I think there's only, like, very, very few that probably Mecca covered, I didn't cover, um, that are you are born with that Mm -hmm. and that's you and that's just something you deal with or you have gotten better at or you accepted whatever Uh, but most of these anyone can do yeah so coming to the close of our divination the three out of the three episode like there any of them you can do a many many of them please do them numerology manifestation all of that you don't even need tools necessarily No, no, no no Uh, get out your little pocket computer and look up the things and you can just do it right now yeah if it's if you if it sounds interesting to you it's calling to you like please just look Mm -hmm. it up figure out the thing um you never know it might be that you're like this is it this is the thing i've been waiting for Mm -hmm. um a lot of people are also apprehensive about the word witchcraft or saying they identify as a witch or anything like that yeah Uh, you don't necessarily have to um, as we learned in a lot of these divinations, they were learned by the people hunting us, which is back in the day. Right. So, and I feel like this, these, these, the divination episodes that we just did, um, they're very much in line with, um, why we started this podcast in the first place. Mm-hmm. Don't let other people make you feel like you can't do it because you don't know it yet. Right. That's literally why we started this podcast. We also don't know it yet. Yeah, there might be things we're familiar with because, like, that's just the people we are, and I'm sure you guys are too. Um, but don't, like, don't have a couple readings done by different people, and you're like, oh my god, they're so good at this, and now you're, like, threatened or Don't let it stifle your... About doing it inner... yourself. Right. No, energy. The thing is, no one has to know you're doing these things. It's not mm-hmm. like you have to go out there and be like, I am now a tarot card reader. Like, yeah. 
No, just I read tarot cards all the time. I am not. I pull for myself. That's all I do. I would. I don't think ever. I'm not now. Nor I don't think I'd ever want to do it for other people. It's just not a thing I want to do. Um, I do read for other people. Yeah. I do have tendencies toward um, being intuitive, having clear yeah. things. Um, I've always had that. I'm trying to. I think dive it's there, farther but I, into that. I feel like I tried so hard as a teenager to be like, I am this thing. I will be this thing that I like. I tried so hard on this wall, like, and I'm like, I mean, like, I've I think we were both the same kind of kid where we're like, I'm going to move this pencil with my yes. mind. And then I'd stare at it for three hours yes. and that shit never moved. No. Um, but, but that's not what this is about. about. No. <laughs> but hell if I didn't know if that damn phone was going to ring. It's right I, before same. it rang. I, I could do that. It was, I don't know. Cause I heard it ring. It was like, it's, it's a frequency. You're right. Like it tapped in mm -hmm. like right before your phone would ring or something. I don't know. It's very interesting. So I think all we're trying to say is like, do the damn thing. Clean your shit. Do the damn thing. Clean do your shit. Do the damn thing. And um, hide your children and your wives. Yeah. Because salty witches are here because it's fucking salty witch Wednesday. And at this saying is, it actually it is actually salty is witch salty witch Wednesday. Witch Wednesday. <laughs> and happy and episode five. Happy Harper's Moon, y'all. Happy yes. episode five. And yeah. I think next week we're going to come at you, like, because of the full moon, we're going to do some moon yeah. things, moon magic, talk about that. Oh, yeah. Let's get down with the moon. We're going to get down with the moon. Three, six, nine, okay. and you <laughs> it's late y'all yes we attempted to do this earlier today we attempted to do this for a week <laughs> also that <laughs> <laughs> it's only tuesday night it's 11 30 on tuesday night it's fine everything's fine but you know what that means it's almost salty witch wednesday this will be up when you go to work in the morning that's our that's our goal yeah at this point Good work. Uh, listen, I guess. With headphones? Yeah, with headphones. Please. <laughs> I don't want no one to get fired because I can't not use fuck in every sentence. I can't help it. They're feeling words. That's right. They get the point across. All the feelings. Yeah, it's the full moon. I'm very excited about Me that. Me too. I want to go home and have a fire and I'm also fucking tired. Do you know what else it is? The full moon. <laughs> It's also the 19th. It's also <laughs> Salty Witch's fifth episode is what it is. Yay! That's so exciting. We've been doing a thing five times. Yeah. Look, <laughs> look at us go. Look at us go, Mecca. I'm proud of us. Yeah. So even though you're tired, however long this takes, you're going to go have fire? Probably not. Not unless you're coming oh, over. No. no. Oh. I still have one log left here. That's true. We can do a quick one, do a big one tomorrow. That's true. Before the rain. <sighs> yeah, possibly. That sounds good. I have I have two options at my house. I have a large fire pit fire that mm -hmm. will still be large, and I have lots of logs that need burned. I think the termites are going to get into them, so I need them to get them right. out of there anyway. And then um, in my other yard, I have a large pile that will be a bonfire if I start it. 
I'm excited for that. Yeah, yeah, I like sitting back there. I think there's two chairs over in that, like, animal shelter part we could take back there. But, yeah, a fire. I'm pretty nice. sure we should, like, I don't know, burn things I for like our enemies. Things. I like burning things. Yeah. I have lots of things to burn from our old place of employment. <laughs> Excuse me. I have lots of things to burn from there. Yeah. Shirts, business cards. Oh, I've got lots of those, too. Another glass coaster. I really want to break it. Yeah. I haven't done that yet. I want to ritualize. We need to cleanse. From I want to ritualistically break it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think we both need that. Yes. Yeah. A cleanse is a big deal. If you guys are doing something fun for the full moon, let us know. It's the harvest moon. Usually there's a big feast during this time. We can feast. On the souls of our enemies. Yes. <laughs> Only because I'm full of food right now. <laughs> could always take on more souls for your sake i stopped leaning but it's okay is that better yes so we i can definitely hear us it's okay. a good time that's always that's always good yeah sometimes uh you know my computer has it's possessed that's fine understandable mm-hmm. possessed electronics it's always a fun time yeah what did you do this weekend oh wait we kind of did the same thing Oh, yeah. I got to participate in a, uh, it's called Lady J's Annual Orange Masquerade. It's for a very good cause for the MS Society. And also, I think that we did some work for Outreach and the Mark, the venue with that. You were there. I was there. I drunkenly purchased a table on the stage. (laughs) But was it, it was worth it. In a bidding. I did let some drunk idiot bid against himself like four times because I don't think he understood what was going on. He paid more than I did. <laughs> Lady J was like, did he just? I said, yes, he just bid against himself. I just let him do it. I just sat there. I'm like, there's two tables. I'll just wait. <laughs> just keep sitting. But it was a good time. I didn't mind sitting on stage. It was good. It was a good fun time. Um, I've been painting lots of clowns. Yes, you have. I have. I'm very excited about it. I love it. It's a great time. I'll have to post some pictures of it once it's all done. Every morning I wake up to a new clown that guy's painted that she sent me. Terrifying clowns. Oh, yeah. It's always a, it's always a different... It's always a clown you know. Mm-hmm. Like a fictional clown that you're very much aware of. Or a real clown in, in, the, in the case of... Um, what's his clown name? Sassy? Nope. <laughs> That's, is that M's clown name? That is M's clown That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, M. John Wayne Gacy's... Oh yeah, he's in there. What's his name? Clown name? I have I forget right now that you've said that because you just like totally took me away from me. Sassy. <laughs> I know, wish it sassy was Sassy the Clown. The clown. <laughs> we have one more episode before Halloween, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I was not talking about Halloween stuff. We can wait. Yeah, um, I'm gonna tell us ghost stories for Halloween. Fuck yeah! I had a market that Ooh. I did this past weekend. I did really good at it. Like I sold lots of shit. Um. I just added cryptid fanny packs to my store. I'm very excited about that. Oh my god, I'm going to be shopping after we get done. I have lots of fabric, so if you want me to make something that's not a fanny pack, let me know. But I think I have some ideas for other things I want to sew from that, so that was really fun. Sometimes I go to those markets, like farmer's markets or maker's markets, and like the crowd is eh, or they're not my vibe. Like They don't like what I have, but it was like half macrame, half my fanny packs, and I did really good. And then like there was lots of fun conversations with people. You know how much I don't like people usually, so... (laughs) It was a good day. I wasn't drunk at all either. Good. I had coffee and water and some tamales. 
So these were like, this was a legit good time. It was a legit good time. I like that. I was that. not inebriated at all to make it a good time, <laughs> which is usually <laughs> what I hope to do because I hate everybody. Um, I too hate everybody. But yeah, I'm excited for our part three of our divinations. We're finally here. I just can't. It was just funny that we're like, yes, this episode's going to be epic and great and long, which we're going to prep people. Yeah. And then decided, no, three-parter. Three parts. It's It can't be an epic. No, I, we would bore the shit out of everybody. It would be it would be fun to listen to, but it, we we would it would get boring. I mean, I really like to listen to us. I think we're funny. I didn't mind it. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of hate to hear myself talking, but I I think we're funny. Yeah, it's good. I laugh at myself all the time. <laughs> <laughs> My dogs don't laugh, so I mean, I gotta right. I'm like that was funny. You left. Where you go? I'm pretty sure Duke just does not care for anything that I do. He doesn't like it when I play music. He doesn't like it, like, when I sing at him. You saw how he's, like, antsy right now with the One recording. of my dogs, so Ailey loves Taylor Swift, which is really weird. That is so strange. So if I face with Taylor Swift, she's, like, up, like, in my business. I figured that out, like, a couple years ago. That was really weird. Mac likes any sort of dancing. The minute I'm, like, up, or he's, like, into it. Like, what are we doing? I want to dance, too. Andy just wants to sit on me. If I sit, if I sit down, he's just like, "Can I sit too?" Yeah, I'm as, like no, because you weigh a hundred pounds. Like Please don't sit on me. An S N A C K available. Yes, I can't say it out loud because interesting. The call. What about T R E A T S? Yeah, can't do that either. I have to say, I say T's at my house. Oh yeah, that's tease. a good one. My dogs also learned the word hungry. Oh. So now I can't even say that because they're like, yes, we are. Thank you for mentioning that. <laughs> I'm like, we didn't even notice that. I'm like, I have to say, you're too smart. I'm saying too many words. <laughs> That's funny. But S-N-A-C-K doesn't work. They don't know what that is at all. But I have to say tease. I can't say the whole word. And I can't say hungry more, apparently. They don't know the food either. That doesn't ring a bell to them. But that's okay. My hair's a mess, y'all. If you're watching on YouTube. Don't even look at my... Pretend I don't have hair. I'm not feeling it today. My hair, when it gets messy, quote unquote messy, it has this weird part, like a cowlick in the back of my head, and I feel like it just looks like I'm balding in one tiny <laughs> quarter size area on the back of my head, and I'm super self-conscious about it. I had psoriasis there really bad when I was little, and I would pick the shit out of it because like, I'm a scab picker. I was trying to be a sea witch. I was like nine. <laughs> this was trying to take me from the middle of India and draw me back to the ocean. <laughs> It was like Michigan. It got close. My mom moved to Florida. I moved there a little bit with her for like half a year. I moved back. Yeah. I'm trying to trying to timeline my psoriasis around the time. Like, <laughs> did they go inside? <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't inside. So yeah, you know, just a brief history on me growing scales. I'm so sorry about that. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything else. I'm feeling okay. I'm just tired. I'm real tired. Becca hasn't gotten to fucking sleep. She took a nap earlier. I did take a nap, and then I took an accident nap. <laughs> I hate an accident nap. Oh my god damn it. Because well, usually it's when I'm trying not to fall asleep. And I was trying yeah. to be, like, awake. I was, yes. like, going to do the thing. I made the chicken yeah. nuggets or whatever. Yeah. And, like, and I wake up, and I'm, like, looking around. Earl is also sitting in the chair across from me asleep. Yep. Or he would have probably woken me. I'm glad that I did wake up because it could have been bad. I would have just not ever texted you back. <laughs> like, that would have just been the end. My girlfriend bought me a new perfume. Okay. It smells really good. I like it. I just, I was like, why are you sniffing you this? You want to smell it? It's on my wrist. I do want to smell it. Ooh. 
Is it? So I put it on like before we went to lunch earlier. So it's been you know That's twelve really, hours it's or like so. Soft. But yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. I don't know how to describe flavors of perfume. The soft felt looked right. That felt right there. Nice flavor. <laughs> you got nice flavor. You smell nice. I like your smell flavor. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. We're never going to talk about anything. We should just talk about these things. Okay. <laughs> so stupid. I'm only as salty as I normally am, so it's fine. We'll catch up next week with more reasons why we're salty it'd be better i think i'm too tired i just want to take a bath yeah that's right we hurt a lot right now mm-hmm. very sore stiff I'm like so i'm trying to figure out that too because i thought it was just me and then like everyone's feeling very sore and stiff then epsom salts with lavender's calling my name upstairs i get a nice like bath tea mixture if that makes sense it has petals Ooh. and salt and stuff in it that means you can really actually read your bath this time Listen, if anyone does taste on me and see, can I weirdly send you a picture of my bath after I drain the water out of it? I'll do it. I'll take a, I'll take a picture I of it. I just need to know. Like, if anyone does it, let me know because I'll send that picture to you right away. Yeah, I, I think it would be fabulous. I'll put, usually I don't put the whole, it's in like, a, they're in like tubes, like glass, little bit yep. test tubes, but test the cork. Tubes. Um, usually I use like a third to a half of it. Um, I'll use the whole thing, see if I... That way it's more after the you water should, drains. That's probably like a whole cup of whatever. And that's like it's... It, Epsom salt doesn't activate unless you have so much of it. I don't know. It's weird. I always add Epsom salt anyway because in there is like um, flower petals, some like leaves of like rosemary and stuff like that, salts. Um, that sounds awesome. Yeah, there's like rose, crushed up rose petals. There's a lot of stuff in there like plant mm-hmm. ways. There's not like I would say... A sixth of it is Epsom salt anyway, so there's not that much. But I always add Epsom salt to my bath, like a well, shit ton. Well, that means we're going to get really good uh, bath debris to read. <laughs> I didn't know where I was at. Debris was like it. I, was I, like, didn't know. I, was, I had a stroke. It was fine. <laughs> I was like, Mecca, what's the bath to do your vagina? Because I thought that's where you were going. I was like, we're going to get really good bath what? Infections. <laughs> I said that means you're going to get really good bath debris for reading. <laughs> so if anyone can read my bath debris, please let me know. Because yeah. I'll send you a picture of that right away. I'm going to take a picture. I'll send it to you. Okay. See what you think. I will. That'd be fun. That's so cool. Um, I have two short ones and one long one. Okay. I have two like uh, medium-sized things I think I'm going to talk about. Sweet. I was going to do a lot with this, and everything that I wanted to do, I'm noticing, like, oh, it would be really cool for people to see that, but um, you're probably listening to this and not watching it, so that would get boring quick. We can do fun stuff. Like, we can just post short videos to social media, maybe. Ooh, that like, would be Like, you think it'd be cool It's not a whole episode, but something where yeah. you can demonstrate something? That'd be fun. Like, I could, uh, I, I wanted to, like, do some readings for you mm-hmm. for what I was going to do. Um, so today I'm going to talk about tarot, uh, slash oracle cards, mm-hmm. stuff like that, and palmistry. Ooh. Have you ever gotten your palm read? I have. I haven't. I always wanted my palm read, though. You know, oddly enough, it was at the county fair <laughs> when I was in high school. We actually had, um, I think her name was Miss Ray here. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Out on McGowan. Yes. And she used to set up a tent at the fair 
and I, I've had my palm read a few the times. The tattoo shop we go to, they have her sign on their ceiling. So if that you're is what, down, where it used to be. Yeah, you can see her tattoo. You can see her. Sign I've on never the noticed that. Actually, thing. Sorry, I think it's a gnat or a mosquito. It's staying on the ceiling, so it's yeah, like, girl, you stay up there. Um, I have. Oh my god! I literally just. Um, nope. Anio, nope. On. Um, Ooh, I was listening to you listen to this. I know. And I didn't. Still can't. Nope. Still can't. I'm gonna do it again. <laughs> oh nai, that's right. Oh nai romancy. Oh nai romancy. I'm gonna do oh nai romancy. Uh, ooh. Which looks like orneomancy, which is why I can't. Oh nai romancy. Uh, precognition, which falls in line with what you've already done, so it's super short. And then manifestation, which is incredibly long. Okay. Because it has a lot to it. And I knew it did, but as I started typing it out, I'm like, this is a lot. Yeah. When I started doing my notes, especially because, like I said, I would save these for mm-hmm. last because it's the stuff I admit it. Mm-hmm. I know more about, like, the stuff that I actually do. And uh, I'm getting into notes, and I'm like, yes, all these things. And I'm like, no one cares. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I care. Mm-hmm. No one cares. They want to know, like, what they want to know. Like, more topical, yeah. yeah. And, like, you guys can deep dive if you want. If you, if it's interesting, please deep dive. Like, it's some of the stuff is so cool and has cool history, but... But I do have links that I need to put up for, mm-hmm. like, uh, resources mm-hmm. for the things I'm going to talk about today and things like that. I so. need to do that before I get really behind. I'm already behind. It's okay. I mean, same. Maybe by episode 10 we'll have all of that running. <laughs> five more. I got... Yep. In five weeks, y'all. So, I'm going to start with Oniromancy. I hope, yes. Okay. I'm excited. So, Oniromancy is a fancy word for dream interpretations. Yep. I know. I fooled you. <laughs> I that feel sounded like I've been in a bamboozle. <laughs> bamboozled you with Oniromancy. <laughs> so, sexy. Um, so, it's just dream interpretations. Um, so, basically, the belief that dreams are messages and they're sent to you, sent to your soul while you're sleeping um, by gods or by the dead. I'm so sorry you can all hear that. That was Duke. Duke is not dreaming. He's walking um, through with his click clacks. Regular episode appearance. Yeah. He's he's come back through. Don't worry. Um, So messages are sent to you while you're sleeping or to your soul by either gods or the dead. So it could be like an ancestor. It could be someone you don't know. Someone trying to communicate with you and give you a message, basically. I Um, love that idea. I know. Or, or gods, depending on, right. like, you know, what your belief is. Hello, sir. Hi, baby. Can you go lay down? It's salty witch time. Go lay He's down. Like, after some hot breath, yes. Sorry. That's fine. We'll just wait a minute. If you decide to make another a, a round of... <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Please lay down. <laughs> My giant dire shepherd baby, lay down. Oop, perfect. Okay, he'll perfect. just be right here. This is great. I love this so much. <laughs> <laughs> Oniromancy. Yes. <laughs> Listen, people are going to communicate with you. They're either going to be a god or they're going to be dead. Or a dead god. <laughs> so, like, is that only, like, nightmares? Is that all dreams? Is that... No, I don't think so. I think it's anything. Um, so, they use your dreams to predict the future. So, they're trying to, like, give messages to you for your future. Um, so, oniromancy. Oh, so, onirogen drugs, onirogen drugs have also been used to produce or enhance dreamlike states of consciousness. Drugs. Drugs. 
and no nitrogen drugs are i think they can be literally anything you want oh i was gonna say is there a variety of that right that is a thing like, like whatever helps you dream sleeping gas you know what i mean like yeah. laughing gas um so i'm gonna guess people who maybe practice this maybe use those i don't know but the way i read it it made it sound like it was an old practice like this isn't using those drugs anyway is not something that current people do so maybe like uh sort of like, like when you go on a walkabout and they give you fucking mescaline like i don't think this is a, a like a thing. peyote right like find your spirit right, animal yeah. trip kind of thing yeah okay i think it's more of like think that time period not current got it um but they were used um to give you a dreamlike state of consciousness um it dates back to the mesopotamia in 3100 BC, um, kings paid super close attention to them. So what they did, who talked to them in their dreams, um, what messages they were trying to give them about how to rule their kingdoms, essentially. Um, and then Egyptians in 2000 BC um, also considered people who had the vivid and significant dreams to be blessed and special. So not every it wasn't thought that everyone back then had vivid dreams where they were getting you know messages from their ancestors or from the gods like no one was trying to connect with everybody right so if you had them it was like very it was seen as very special and you were like chosen you were blessed um the dreams were like uh, oracles so they were bringing messages from the gods and they had special dream beds in hopes of receiving advice comfort um or healing from the gods so they were like special places to go where maybe it was like extra quiet or in a certain portion of you know pyramids or tombs and stuff like that where they would play um which is very weird because this is not related but i'm realizing what animal crossing did oh because in animal crossing there's a special bed that you get and like whatever part of the like how it towards the beginning of the game as you're advancing and learning stuff but then this person comes i forget who she is i want to say it's an owl she comes and brings you a special dreaming bed and you lay on that and fall asleep and get to visit other people's islands in your dream um but it reminded me of that, and I was like, interesting. So that was really cool. I feel like this is, like, we should talk also about astral projection here. Yeah, That seems like that kind of a thing. That does seem very much. Or, it, like, vivid dreaming. Yeah. Like, w- wakeful dreaming. There's a thing about that. Like, like, you're awake, but your mind is not? No, like, your body's asleep, everything's asleep, you okay. think it's real. Oh, okay. Or, like, you wake up, like, sleep paralysis. Gotcha. And, like things like that yep yep mm-hmm. yeah astral, astral projection are just so fucking cool i feel like i got really close in college but like never got to i don't know like whatever state i was in i was like perfect i'm getting there and then i i don't know probably got busy or something and it just stopped it's so hard to get back there mm-hmm. to like any kind like if you're a media any kind of things where you have to go into light trance or full mm-hmm. trance or anything it's so hard to get there but i feel like once you do it now like you're in it like every like you're doing it every day you practice like it gets super comfortable and then like you take a short break and you're like crap yeah i need to like build that back up like your, your tolerance goes away i don't know how to explain it yeah it's really it weird. would definitely help my blood pressure if i would sit and do things like that mm, <laughs> and try yeah so yeah that's all i have on an iromancy all right yeah so dream interpretation, super cool. Some people use it as a divination tool um, with communicating. So I feel like when you were talking about, you know, um, seances and things like that, like same, it's it's a divination to speak to a higher power or ancestors or the dead. It's 
So more often than not, I mean, there are people who have accounts of prophetic dreams and things like that, but more often is it more like a introspect, like a self? I think so. that's what, that's how I took it because I have a couple. I bought a couple dream books. Yeah, I've got some dream dream meetings. Like, Definition, yeah, mm-hmm. encyclopedia. Yeah, right. I bought a couple of those when I was in like either like really old in high school or young in college or something like that. I have like three of them, and that's kind of what it is. It was like. Your teeth fell out, or oh my god, I used to have a dream like that all the time. You fell out of something. You know what I mean? Like those types of things are supposed to mean certain things. Um, But each one, I feel like each book would essentially say the same thing. But one of them had like it could mean this, it could mean this, it could mean this. I'm like, oh, so much like tarot cards when you're like like reading that, knowing the dream I had, I can definitely I see what that is telling to tell me in the confines of what my life is currently what I'm currently mm-hmm. experiencing in life. Um, so I feel like it's kind of like that. Like, it's very much dream interpretation. Like, you're interpreting it just like you would interpret, you know, pulling cards. Okay. Or crystals, or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's all I have. It's really short. It's pretty straightforward of what it is. I think I'd have a hard time doing that, just because I, as an adult, I don't dream often anymore. Really? Yeah. Hell, I dream all the time. I need to, I used to keep a dream journal. Like, I used right to when keep I a dream up. journal. I used to be very in tune to that, and it was very normal, regular for me to have dreams and stuff. And now I'm like, something's not. I don't know if I'm just not getting deep enough asleep or what's going on. Huh. I think I was like that for like a year where I was like, I'm not dreaming as much as I used to. And then I would go to bed and be like, you're going to dream. Like, I would just concentrate and be like manifesting like I'm going to have a dream tonight or I'm going to do th-. And like that helped a little bit, but I think it was just because... I would go to bed and just that, like, focus, I was, like, relaxing my focus. I wasn't thinking about anything else. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what it was. But I've read, like, some people um, either know or read, I don't know, people who, like, do certain things. Like, if they know if they drink milk or they eat cereal every time they go to bed, then they're definitely going to have dreams or drink Mountain Dew. You know, like, it's something like caffeine mm-hmm. or something comforting or eating a certain food. One of our favorite TikTok people, Cheese. Oh. Selena, yeah, Spooky, Selena. Boo. Spooky Boo, love her. Oh my I gosh. feel like she yeah. could be like she can trigger her sleepwalking. Yeah, but I feel like so I know hers is like dairy. So her mm-hmm. and her brother, if they eat cheese or drink milk or something, they can trigger their sleepwalking. So, um, but I'm I get theirs might be sort of you know like I'm lactose intolerant. And they might be lactose like that might be it where it's like it's something that stirs you up. But also I think it's like mental mm-hmm. where you're like okay if I do this this will happen and the more you believe it and the more repetitive it is it just becomes a habit and that's what will happen. So I feel like it's kind of like astral projecting once like you I don't know Yeah, once it, once you it makes it easier like if you're in practice yeah. to get there. Yeah. yeah. Like not necessarily a skill because I think astral projecting is a skill. I mean, I ha- I worked at it forever and got you know. Okay, I'm gonna. Ask, I feel like I've talked to you about this before. Yeah. Have you watched Behind Her Eyes? I'm no. pretty sure that's what it's called. No. Let me look it up real quick, because it's kind of about this. Yeah, I just feel like it's mental. Like it's very like manifesting, in a way. Like I think you can make yourself dream if you believe that, if you do or say or are in a certain state before you fall asleep that you'll have a dream, then you'll have a dream. Or remember it? Yeah. Because theoretically, you're dreaming every night. If you remember that is the issue. Now, when I do dream, I get up and I'll immediately remember it. But yes. if I go back to talk about it again, I'm like, wait, like what happened? Like, if you happened? wait 10 minutes yeah. or so, it's like gone. Yeah. Like, 
This is. It's called Behind Her Eyes, and it's on Netflix. Okay. And it's based on a book, apparently. Big shout out to Netflix. They're not paying us. Right. Um, but uh, it's very good, and it's it's like this. It's is just it you gotta watch it. Kind of, yeah. Okay. Huh. All right. Is it old? Or no, it came out. Uh, I don't know why I didn't prep myself for old movies. Actually, February of this year. Oh, what the fuck? Okay. It's a limited series, so it, it's like ten episodes or oh, something. Sorry. Okay. Cool. And then it's over. But I watched it, and I was like, I don't know, because the preview on Netflix doesn't really tell you anything about okay. it. It's like real weird, Good and you might you. not have even like passed it or okay. or stopped if you watched huh. it. But I finally, I was like dog sitting and I was alone and I started watching through it and it ended up being very good. Okay. Very good. I will watch that. Yeah. I think I just need, I have so many like empty journals that I don't have purpose right now anyway. I need to put one back on my bed so I can wake up and like write it down. I just think it's fascinating. I have a real journal problem and I just buy one all the time. Same. Anytime I pass them, if I find one I like, I just buy it. Pins. Pins and journals. Look how pretty it is. And then I don't write in it for years. Look at these cute colored pins. I, yeah. And then I find them like two years later. And I'm like, oh my god, I remember these pins. This one's so And then awesome. they lay there for another two years. I'm like, well, fuck. I just went through an entire shoebox of pins to take out the ones <laughs> that didn't work anymore. <laughs> That's where we're at in mm-hmm. my life. Mm-hmm. We have big stuff going on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, same. Um, I think my biggest stuff going on is still my... Uh, Halloween costume for my house. Yes. Your house has Halloween costume. I'm here for it. I think I'm going to change it every year. Your husband's going to be so excited. I think he actually will be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fun part. That's awesome. Alright, what do you got? Okay. Which one would you like to hear about first? You had this like buckle up face on you. On you, I'm like, okay. Get ready. Okay. We're going there. So okay. I'm gonna talk about tarot first. Okay. Tarot slash oracle cards. Mm-hmm. A lot of this has the same thing, but I'll okay. get to the differences in a minute. Um, tarot uh, was actually first known as triomphy. Triomphy. Later as Taroki or Tarok. Taroki is the plural of Tarok. Okay. Um, it's a pack of playing cards and it's been used from the mid 15th century in various parts of Europe, Italy, uh, French tarot, all of these. Uh, many of which of these games are still played today, but they're definite card games. They're um, trick taking games. So euchre, okay. pinochle, hearts, spades. Yeah. It's that type of a game. Cool. And that's one of the things that I have a, um, like a, a graphic on how to play okay. that we can post. Okay. But that's where tarot cards started. Those cards are what became what people use as divination for right, tarot. Okay. Um, I knew they were regular playing cards, but I had no idea like other games were played. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But completely based on this yeah. idea of this game. So I, I did not get a chance to play. I, uh-huh. I can play some Euchre. I've. I'm getting okay at it. Yeah. Uh, I learned Pinochle when I was young. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so this is something I would try. Yeah. Just see what it's like. Among the English-speaking countries where these games are not played frequently, tarot cards are used primarily for novelty, divination. That's what they're calling it. 
specially designed packs do different things. There are actually four archangels that appear in uh, like the Rider Waite in tarot. So like traditional things that you see. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very... Uh, it's like an intersection of many things happening on the cards and the imagery and what it's about. Some use uh, tarot for cardomancy and believe the cards have esoteric links to ancient Egypt, the Kabbalah, Indian Tantra, or I Ching, Ezia, I think is how you said to, to see that. Wow. Um, scholarly research and has... Because those are all very unrelated. That's interesting. They are. And okay. I, I, they keep dropping back in, but I'm most... I think the next thing I really want to look into is Kabbalah. Me too. Because it's come up in almost all of the things we've talked like, about. Like, very, like, old history, too. Mm-hmm. Not, like, recent. It's, like, thousands of years ago. And I'm like, wait, what? I thought Kabbalah was new, by the way. Right. Like I thought it was school. something, like, Madonna invented. Yeah, me too. I, I had no idea. Me too. Fascinating. So, um... Uh, scholarly research again demonstrated that tarot cards were invented in northern Italy in the 15th century and confirmed that there's no historical evidence of the usage of these cards for divination before the 18th century. So using them for divination came around in the 18th century, mm-hmm. more or less. Okay. This uh, game, Tarakini, it only uses 62 cards. Okay. Um, and again, you play it counterclockwise. It's statistics strategy it's a trick-taking game um all the normal things that you would think about in those mm-hmm. types of games i don't know how familiar anyone else is with euchre or pinochle or anything i feel like that's very much this part of a country right that does that right. um so if you don't know what that is it's look okay. that up yeah. <laughs> so some of the first things i've got some just like interesting facts interesting okay. facts um, the four archangels that are present in the major arcana are uh, Michael as temperance, uh, Uriel as the devil, Gabriel as judgment, and Raphael as lovers. Okay. Those are all represented in there. Uh, more recently, major fashion houses such as uh, Versace, Dolce Gabbana, like tarot is a very popular... Um, fad i guess with clothes they're bringing like tarot print things into their designs now um i actually found a bunch of stuff online when i looked into a lot of this um so i think it was like walmart they have like whole partitions made out of different tarot cards and all kinds of stuff i'm thinking i want to order one just to see what it ends up looking like but it's very much like a pop culture thing now you don't have to be spiritual to read tarot literally anyone can read tarot cards Mm -hmm. because there is a very like direct method of doing it um the more intuitive readings come from more spiritual people spirit well or guided led people psychic yeah okay psychically inclined i guess Mm -hmm. the more empathy the more like things that you have like that okay the better it is to like cold read off of people okay Basically, all of the cards have a meaning. However, if you're doing intuitive readings, a lot of times you don't necessarily go by a definition like that. So it has a lot to do with your intuition and how you're feeling about the person that you're reading for or if it's for yourself or those kind of things. So don't always take everything at complete face value. Um, 
definitely like big myth if you get a death card you're going to die oh, no. that's not going to happen um another big myth is that i love you... when i get the death card uh, yeah because it means like something's ending and i'm like fuck it <laughs> end it now <laughs> other there are some other myths like you shouldn't buy your own cards oh right big myth you can buy your own cards um uh, we also don't condone this but what the myth is we had always heard was that it is they work better, they're better for you if you are given them, like gifted them, or if you steal them. Don't steal anything, it's um, bad. Um, but also, like, because that's what we... Because we, we waited forever to, like, buy tarot cards, like, a year ago, and um, I, we finally just... I bought her some, Becca just bought some for herself. Like, I was like, you know what, fuck it, because then I was reading other stuff, and then, like, you don't ever know someone else's not that you wouldn't trust me but like you don't know someone else's intention of buying cards either so right. like the thought was like I, I don't know what the thought was of you getting gifted them because that, that didn't really have a rhyme or reason to it but not being gifted them was almost better because like you don't know like you want to clean you want to cleanse your cards and like get to know them anyway before you start using them regularly very much but, yes like, you don't know someone's intention of like gifting them, and like they could be tainted on the what are the words he used yeah um with their intention. Yeah, if someone else gives you with bad intentions, I guess. I believe that. Yeah. And the other thing is, so my very first set of tarot cards I was gifted, and those are the ones I had used forever. Mm -hmm. And then you gifted me mm -hmm. the really cool set. Mm -hmm. um, I have Barbie tarot cards. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're amazing. Cool. <laughs> and then this set that I just got the other day mm -hmm. that I was showing you is the first set I bought for myself. Yeah. But... I got into tarot from somebody I knew once in high school. Um, we were really good friends for a while. You know, how mm -hmm. things go, ebb and flow. But she was into tarot, her mom did tarot, all of that stuff. She ordered me the book, um, The Tarot Revealed. Okay. It's very old, it's actually out of print. You have to get it from like eBay if you can mm -hmm. find it. Um, but it also had notes from the previous owner of oh. the book in the margins and everything. I like so. That a lot. I was really excited about it, and that's how I learned to read cards. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I do a lot of my readings based on intuition, though. Mm -hmm. So, yes, they all mean something. Like, I'll pull up here and kind of give you a little overview. Um, the elemental signs, the minor arcana, consists of cups, water, pinnacles, earth, swords, air, and wands are fire. Mm -hmm. So, each of those suits you read in relationship to what that is. Okay. Um, <clears throat> cups, which are water, usually relate to emotional issues. Pinnacles usually relate to money or your home and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, swords relate to conflict and overthinking, um, mental struggle type things. Uh, and wands relate to work issues and ambition. Okay. So, um, that's kind of just a, a an right. outline of right. how to read your cards and everything. But the other thing a lot of people don't know when they start reading is that everyone has a card associated with them, like, on, at, at their birthday. So, it's like numerology. To add up your birthday, the 10, like... This one is the example. It's neither of our birthdays, but it's interesting because it's also October 2nd. So everyone has a card associated with their birthday. 
you add it up just like numerology. If it's 10 to 1980, it's 1 plus 0 plus 2. Oh, and you okay. add it to okay. that. So that one would equal 21. Okay. Um, and then you add those two numbers together, which is 3. Mm-hmm. 3 is the world and the empress. Um, it may suggest someone is born under this energy, would love to travel, be very free-spirited, have a lot of wanderlust. But everyone has one associated okay. with their birthday. So you can look those up, um, especially if you're reading for yourself. Um, another thing, people, a lot of people use cards for meditation. So in theory, um, you pick up like the card that you're drawn to that day, whatever it is, you visualize a card and you try to meditate on that. Um, more or less, I mean, in your head, you want to step into the card. So like you want to make it like the size of the door and you want to step in and like get to know the energy of the card when you do that. Okay. Um, and that's what it'll mean for you. And that's what we mean. Like, that's what I mean when I say it's very intuitive. Mm-hmm. Because depending on who you're reading for, if you are very intuitive or if you are an empath and can pick up on those things, you'll know what it means when you lay it down. Right. You'll feel it. Like, it'll be right. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing everyone should know about all of the things that I think that we've talked about are, first of all, cleanse your shit yeah. all the time. Keep it the energy good around it. It's like our tagline for these three episodes. Cleanse your shit. Cleanse your shit. Make sure that um, your intentions are clear when you're using any oh, yeah, of this. Yeah. Any of this. And also remember that you have free will. And even if the cards say a thing, right. there's still many opportunities right. to change whatever the thing. Right. So don't take it all to heart like 100%. But that's my little tarot history. Yeah. You don't have to be psychic. Uh and you don't have to memorize all 78 cards. Mm-hmm. Traditional tarot will have 78 cards. You don't have to know, like, they're everything. So I've got some things that I used when I first started. I'm going to uh, put up the book just so you okay. know which one I was doing. And I will put all of that into notes for Sweet. Facebook Whoops. or okay. whatever the thing is. I wanted to talk a little bit about oracle cards with this. Oracle cards are a little bit different because they usually don't have as many cards yeah and they're very specific so oracle cards are usually a tool for self-reflection you can do oracle readings for everyone but they're much less complex than a tarot reading um all oracle cards are different they can have as few as 10 cards or as many as like 60 i think it said um so oracle cards are completely their own thing it works in a lot of the same ways same way as you would do a reading for anything else um but since they are all different they all mean different things you'll get different books with all of them there's not really a standard for oracle cards so i could sit down and write like shapes on cards and decide they're oracle cards okay they can be whatever you need them want them to be whatever you feel okay this is making a little more sense um but it it all goes into this um Mm -hmm. That's what all of this falls okay. under. So, And my final myth about tarot cards is um, they're not used to contact the devil. They're not of the devil. It's not because of devil worship. There's a lot of misconception about that. I've never heard that. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. So that was that was one of the main myths I wanted to contradict there. Yeah. There's no reason not to disagree. Like, at worst, it's a party trick. Right. Which I don't like, but... Um, 
Right. You know. Otherwise, it's all about intent. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to do my last one? And because your manifestation is big, it can go last. That's totally fine. I can do whatever. Also, if anyone <laughs> else cared, we looked it up while we were breaking, and John Gacy's clown name was Pogo the Clown. <laughs> Not sass. <laughs> I still wish it was sass. If no one else listens to that podcast, they're going to be like, why? <laughs> did, why did sassy? Why is it even an option? Sassy's a clown. It's fine. <laughs> Gacy, sassy, I mean. It's all the same. Listen. <laughs> um, so, my other thing is Palm Street. Yeah. It's also called Chiromancy or Chiro Sophie. Okay. Like a curio cat. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Um, It's reading the uh, reading of character and divination of the future by interpretation of lines, undulations Mm -hmm. on the palm of the hand. So it's not always... um, Everyone thinks about, like, your love line, your laugh line, your fate line. It's all of that. But there's also, like, each finger is associated with a different plane um, of things. And even things down to the temperature of your hands are used in these readings to, like, tell more about you. So it's, like, the way it looks, the way it feels, the way it this. Um, It's also... You're supposed to, widely accepted knowledge is... Um, the best time to read someone's palm is uh, as soon as they like wake up before they have eaten because they're the environmental changes um, like once you're more hydrated and stuff some of your lines will disappear oh. things like that so they say it's more accurate if you do it right after you wake up okay because um, you haven't had anything to eat you're not like, like retaining I thought water. you were gonna say the best time to do it is when you're sleeping <laughs> <laughs> the best time to read but your like, palm theoretically based on what you just said yeah maybe. <laughs> The best time to do it is when someone's asleep. So just make sure you sneak into their room. <laughs> yeah, tickle their palm. Don't, don't mind me. <laughs> just re- doing some palm reading. Tickle the palm to wake it up. <laughs> but don't wake up the person. Be very careful. <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird game. It's a weird game to play. <laughs> uh, tickle the palm. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to say that sometime soon. You're going to be like, what? <laughs> just tickle the palm right there. Uh, so Palm Street, the origins are pretty uncertain, mm-hmm. um, but it's believed that it came um, from India. Um, the tradition of fortune telling of also came from the the Roma culture. People that I believe it's a derogatory term now, but gypsies, gypsy right. fortune tellers, okay. things like that, um, and that's where it was derived. Um, this art has also been known in China, Tibet, Persia, Mesopotamia, and Egypt. And it underwent significant development in ancient Greece. Medieval palm tree was pressed into service by witch hunters. Uh, They would interpret pigmentation spots as signs of a pact with the devil. So... A certain amount of palm tree by witch hunters, which is interesting since it's also right. like a divination right. type thing. Um, after but it's different when they do it, Mecca. it is different. It's like John and his all of his divinations that weren't divinations and yeah. all of that thing. His tablets. Um, but yeah, packed with the devil if you have age spots on your hands. Perfect. My mom has a lot of those. Uh, well, maybe well, many packs with the devil. Oh shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> After a period of disrepute, palm tree flourished again uh, around the Renaissance. In the 17th century, attempts were made to develop empirical and rational foundations for these principles again. Um, after a second ebb during the Enlightenment, it underwent more revival in the 19th century with the work of Casimir de Arpinti. Sure. Sounds right. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. It, it does sound right. <laughs> William Bayham. Um, and in the 20th century, palmistry received renewed attention um, and interpretation by others following Carl Jung. Yes. So that's the current yeah. um, idea of palmistry. Is that's where that came from. Interesting. So there's no scientific data, much like everything else I've talked about with clairaudience, right. clairvoyance, all of that, to support um, the contention that Physical features observed in palm tree have psychic or occult predictive meaning. Uh, human hand does show evidence of the person's health, cleanliness, occupation, nervous habits. Um, hands are routinely examined in medical diagnosis and provide clues with which the palmist may often astound the unsophisticated. Oh, okay. So, like, if you don't know what you're getting into, you might be like, oh, my God. Right. Mm, all the things. Um, so religion, uh, human beings' retention to which they had regard as holy, sacred, absolute, spiritual, divine, or worthy of a special reverence, mm-hmm. is also commonly regarded as consistent the way with people deal with the ultimate concerns about their lives and their fate in death, after death. Um, I think that on a very base level, all religion is that. Mm-hmm. Everybody's looking for an answer. That's what right. faith is. Like something to explain the unexplainable, I guess. So I, I think that, that goes along with a lot of it. Here we go. Should you read like a certain hand? Is it like like a person's dominant hand, not dominant right, left? It does not say. So like I think you can read either. Um, mm-hmm. I know like if I look at my hands, they're relatively the same there's a little mine bit of very difference different. Um, but mine are pretty much close yeah, I have many different lines in each of my hands um, so what your lines are um, your pinky is your mercury finger uh, your ring finger is your sun finger your middle finger is Saturn finger and your uh, first finger is Jupiter finger okay. Your thumb is also used in this, but it doesn't have a specific okay. uh, alignment or anything. So then you go down um, and you have your heart line. There's also some back and forth, whether there is the mercury plane at the top of your hand above that. Okay. Um, right underneath the mercury finger. Okay. Uh, so then your mercury line here is the one that comes to the side. Uh, closest to your pinky. So that'll be your first line is your mercury line down. Um, yeah, I have it on my left hand, not my right hand. Oh, I ha- that's fine. Just so those um, those lines correspond with these fingers. The same. Okay, okay. The th- same thing is on the fingers. Um, so then there's also the lower Mars plane and Venus plane here okay. um, on the inside of your thumb, part of your palm. 
obviously it's palm reading. Um, this side is uh, with the moon. So the okay. lower pinky side is, mm-hmm. is has to do with the moon. And then your headline, your lifeline, and your fate line okay. are basically what people read out of that. Um, there's also a heart line. I uh, don't have not, one. I, I don't have one. <laughs> um, but I've never used reading like as a heart line. You know, I like. Right, right. Okay. So that's the basically the map. Um, it's not just about the lines or mounts on the palm. Um, other things can be used to reveal personality, temperament, and mindset. Um, shape, dimensions of the palm and fingers, as well as their color, temperature, and texture give insight into personality and character also. Um, most people are well acquainted with the f- six major mounts on the palm, which mm-hmm. is what I was just talking about. Uh, some professional palmists also give a lot of emphasis to the upper Mars located between the Mount of Venus and the headline mm-hmm. um, and lower Mars. And that's the one over here to, for specific readings. Mm-hmm. Um, the heartline reveals emotional things. The headline reveals information about intellectual caliber as well as presence or absence of pragmatism and reasoning skills. Um, The length, breadth, color, uh, texture, and constitution of the lifeline indicates the length and quality of life in terms of health and vitality. Uh, The fate line is supposed to be the most important line of the entire palm, as its presence, length, and unbroken trail is considered a sign of brilliant luck or good fortune. However, in the case that the fate line is absent or broken or is too short or too weak, the sun line, uh, which we talked about over here, on the ring finger, should be carefully examined. If it is found to be strong and prominent, the subject can still expect good luck and success in life despite lacking a fate line. Huh. Weird. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh... The, when studying fingers for palm reading, the thumb give, uh, they say, give a good amount of attention to its shape, inclination, and the size of each of its three phalanges, the next three fingers, mm-hmm. to, uh, pr- in proportion to the others. And that tells a lot about your subject's innate temperament. Hmm. Um, the most f- phalanx? Phalanx stands uh, symbolic for your will. The middle one uh, stands for logic, and the bottom one spells out the emotional content of the subject. Okay. So that's what people are looking for, more or less. It was a distant proponent of esoteric sciences who popularized Palm Street in the Western society uh, like no one had ever seen. And this person was an Irish astrologer, and his name is William John Warner. Okay. Shiro is a uh, commonly referred to as fashion after the term chiromancy, uh, which is derived from mantea, and Greek term for palm street, and roughly translated, it means hand divination. Okay. So... Yeah, but that's my little overview of palm reading. Like I said, my first time I ever got my palm read was at a county fair. So I've had it done before. It was a good experience. 
I'm really sad our video cut out because it was just a lot of us like staring at our hands. Yeah, I know. We were just, I, I was like pointing things out to the blank canvas. I felt like a, <laughs> see this? See this? I felt like, um, like a stereotypical like sitcom when someone's like high and they're like staring at their hands for really long I don't know time. what to do with my hands. <laughs> like, look at these things. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of like lines that are horizontal, not like going, not one of the lines we talked about, but like. You know that cut in. Yeah, so those are your your major ones here. Let they're me... just very faint, but there's a lot of them. So you can see it a little better in this drawing of it. But so, Mercury is your first line. Heart line would be your one underneath. Okay. Um, head line is the one that crosses mm-hmm. across, and your life line goes around your thumb. Okay. Your so fate a, line goes straight down. I have a ton here to cross. See how his have or this person has like boop boop boop. Yeah. They're not marked, but they're just there. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder what those are. Just to see if you guys... I mean, I've got some of those. Yeah. It's like, I have some that are, like, faint, heavier, faint again. I've always seen in my hands... I We're still doing this. We're still, like, showing the camera that's not on our hands. But, uh, like I said, mine are, like, a mirror image of each other, if you look at them. And they both have M's. I always thought that was weird. Like my lines. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah. So they're like almost exactly the same. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, I'm missing a line, so I don't. I can't make an M. My if I did, my M's would be very different looking. I mean, they're similar. Obviously, you're gonna have the same lines on each hand just because that's how hands are formed. But right. And because they're hands and things like that. Theoretically, yes, they're this way and this way, but they're probably like this way and that like yeah off kilter a little bit like um how someone who reads palms would adjust or what they like if someone was missing like a finger or oh that plays definitely into the reading yeah like if missing a finger or maybe Mm -hmm. they were born with x number of digits on their hand and honestly a lot of your uh where i said your heart line no your headline and your fate line would probably be impacted by that. Okay. I mean, maybe depending on what finger you've been missing, too. Mm-hmm. Huh. Or if, like, I know I had a friend in high school, and uh, they were born with four digits. They are missing their thumb, essentially, on one of their hands. Uh, kind of. Like, maybe their thumb and index finger became one finger, so <laughs> it wasn't quite as long as an index finger. Kind of like a thumb, but more here. And, like, I wonder if, like, because their hand's going to move differently than your our hands mm-hmm. are. So I... Now I've done some palm reading. Mine's usually very remedial kind of thing. Uh-huh. Like, I'm not very, like... Like, intuitive-based when it comes to palm reading? Uh, no, I'm not there okay. yet. Okay. Not the way I'd like to be. Right. Not like I am with my cards, for sure. Okay. But it's something that I can do a little bit of. Um, but I also... I'm curious now that you say that. I had a friend when I was very young who actually was born with, like, an extra pinky. Oh. And she later had to undergo surgery to remove the extra digit. Was it not, like, usable? Mm-mm. Interesting. Um, but in a lot of cases, six phalanges is a, like, normal thing. Like, that happens more than anybody gives it credit for. So I'm curious oh, yeah, yeah. if you have, like, an, a sixth finger yeah. over here. How does that impact your hand? Because mm-hmm. there's no plane for that. Right. Like, hmm. So I've never run into that in my yeah. very remedial reading it's of poems, yeah. but yeah. it'd be interesting to know, like, through someone who does that regularly, like how what they 
how they adjust their reading. I was really fascinated to find out that it was used by witch hunters, palm string. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. I feel like, like... So every time you cover something, you mention, like, it's considered pseudoscience and it's not backed up by, you know, whatever. Right. But also, like, science relies on if you have this, this, and this, you anyone can do... Controlled this. experiment. Anyone can stuff. do the thing. Like, we're definitely talking about things that not everyone can do. Definitely. So it kind of makes sense. Like, like, we definitely talked about before how people can be, um, who can have precognition type things but not be a medium. Right. I think it's kind of yeah in that same. I just don't think, like, we can't, you can't prove it scientifically because not everyone can do it. And that's what the science, that's what science is. Anyone should be able to do it as long as they have this, this, and this. And going back to hit that again, it's religion. That's why it becomes religion to some people. They're looking for ways to explain things. Yes. Yep. So. Huh. Interesting. It's interesting. You, you said that right at the beginning of this section. And I was like, but it's not, it can't It's be always science. like the disclaimer. I have to put on the like, oh, yeah, for sure. no yeah. one yeah. it, but. I mean, I know I have experience. I know you have experiences. Mm-hmm. I know that I have been in the presence of other people who are sensitive to those types of things. Mm-hmm. And it's like an extra charge of energy. Yes. Like a beacon almost. Um, but you can feel it. I don't know how else to explain it other than you can feel it when right. it happens. Right. So. Uh, I've always thought that I was sensitive to a lot of the things I'm working more on doing that consciously and being very not just letting it happen to you right yeah I see that very particular you know protect your energy that's the biggest thing no matter what you're doing protect your energy all of these things are gonna like wear you out from an energy perspective especially like if you're reading cards for hours or things like that like take a break oh for sure I can't yeah there's no way so that's more or less the palm tree things um when we can get a video together maybe we can put together like a quick tiktok or something and like we can draw out the hand and give some more uh, visual clues to what we were doing while our video was not recording us yeah 